0: Apparently, there is a foundation that is supporting this compulsive thinking. What is that foundation? That's what we call your core beliefs that you have about yourself. A belief is nothing more than an idea that you assume to be true. When you assume an idea to be true, it then it's very intense in its charge. It's very intense in its energy. And that's why you start fitting a certain way.
1: I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at Humblezone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around Today we get to speak with Adrian Moreno. He began his career inside the health and fitness space while also gaining unparalleled experience with hypnosis and NLP, establishing himself as a respected transformation specialist. As co-creator of the Remapping method, he specializes in rapid behavior change. If he isn't busy setting a new standard for how quick transformation can happen, you can find him spending time with his reading writing or watching the office let's listen to his story and learn more about adrian moreno adrian thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your journey with us thank you so much for having me sweet man so tell us a version of your journey and how you got started into what you're doing today? I know we we talked a little bit about in the green room how you're helping rewire, neuro remapping trademarked. Holy oh, smokes! So you've trademarked this neuro remapping.
0: How did you end up here? So let's let's peel back the layers and start from Absolutely. how it all started. Yeah. So uh, to give you the story that gives you enough context, in 2014. I experienced a heartbreak. Now, mind you, this is a high school heartbreak. So the one where your whole world comes crumbling down, or at least I thought mine was. And because I thought my world was crumbling down, I felt like my world was crumbling down and I acted like my world was crumbling mm-hmm. down. Um, that sounds very um, simple, but that thing that I just said right there, if you can catch where that's coming from, you'll understand where our behavior is coming from. But I, I, within a short time span, and just so you know, in 2014, I I know I'm like a fit guy right now, but I was six pack at that time. I I felt good. I I was doing good things. I was studying. I was actually studying really deeply to become a fireman. Like I was actually in this program. So when I graduated, I was gonna be pretty much in, you know, the Austin fire department Mm -hmm. and had a lot of, you know, the right head on my shoulders. But when that breakup happened, my grades plummeted. I wasn't doing too good, but, anyways, they went even lower. And then I lost my job. I started just selling weed, smoking weed, because that was like my thing. And I gained 100 pounds in four years. Wow. So, uh, gaining that 100 pounds in four years, is, I mean, it's tremendous 25 pounds a year. Anybody's going to see that. It started taking a big toll on me, but nothing really hit. Like, I knew. And plus, like, when you gain 100 pounds, you start getting comments from people around you. Like, they're Mm -hmm. like, hey, you're getting a little big. You know, like, damn, you've been eating good. You know, so I've been getting those kind of comments, but they never really fazed me Mm -hmm. until September 19th, 2017. On this day, you know, I was just like my regular day. I used to wake up at like 2 or 3 p.m., go to sleep at 6 a.m. because I was unemployed. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, made my money through selling weed, and that was it. And on this particular day, I decided to call up my friend, to come and hang out and smoke in the backyard with me. That's all we did. So I was like, hey, come hang out with me. And um, he was like, all right, cool. He comes over, he rings the doorbell. I'm laying on the couch watching the office. The doorbell gets rung. And so I am, I get off the couch without a shirt. Now, I'm not just saying this to sound sexy. This is a very important part of the story. I get out of the bed. I mean, I get off the couch without a shirt. Then I walk to the front door. Yeah. As I walked to the front door, I passed by my kitchen table where the shirt is hanging. My shirt that I took off earlier was hanging. And I made a decision that would change my life forever. I stopped and I looked at my shirt. I was like, should I put on my shirt right now? But out of pure laziness, I was like, nah, it's just Gilbert outside. It's not like there's a beautiful woman out there. So no, I'm good. I'm just going to walk out there. Opened up the door. Gilbert was my best friend, but I guess he hadn't seen me without a shirt in a long time. We hung out all the time, but I guess he hadn't Mm -hmm. seen me shirtless. And I used to wear you know, big black shirts to hide a lot. And so he saw me without a shirt and he just, five words that changed my life forever. Damn, Adrian, you got fat. And when he said that, for the first time, it actually stunk. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, ah, I was like, whatever, you know, shake it off, shake his hand. But in my mind, I was like, that really hurt. And then we go to the backyard, we're sitting there having our conversation. And throughout the entire conversation, I can't even pay attention because the only thought that's in the back of my mind is, damn, Adrian, you got fat. And so I can't pay attention to the conversation. (laughs) And so I just say, you know, you know, have you ever said something without thinking about it? You just say it. Right. And so in this case, I didn't think about it. I just blurted it out. I said, I'm about to lose all of this weight. Just watch. And when I said that, I remember a second thought followed. I was like, oh. I guess I'm going on a weight loss journey then. <laughs> um, I didn't plan on it when I woke up that day. Yeah. And then um, my friend was like, ah, whatever. You know, he didn't believe me. I wouldn't have believed me either. But then we, he left, I pulled up my phone. Now, remember, I said I was in shape a four years prior. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out my phone and I start Googling and YouTubing meal plans. Because I already knew how to build workout plans just yeah. because of what I knew, so I put out a piece of printer paper, wrote out a four-week workout plan, and I said I'm gonna just cycle through this every single four weeks. And then I started YouTubing and Googling all these freaking meal plans. And then, long story short, within 91, within nine pounds, with nine pounds, within nine months, nine I months. lost 91 pounds. Nice. So I lost 91 pounds in nine months, and it was very life changing for anybody who's mm-hmm. lost any kind of weight, it's pretty significant to what it does to your psyche alone.
1: Yeah.
0: And then this is where it got really interesting. So I found myself starting a fitness business because one day I had I used to have the neighborhood house where all the friends would come over and hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, naturally when I started working out, they started working out too. Cause I'm like, hey, if you're hanging out with me, you're gonna start working out with me. Or out, yeah. you're not gonna be with me. Right. <laughs> and then um I was the guy who would have a big old whiteboard with all of the workouts. i am like, all right, you're going to do this. Aaron, you're going to do this. JB, you're going to do this. And then the timer's going to go off and we're going to go here, you are going to go here. So nice. we're not going to bump into each other. And then one day my friend just said, hey, Adrian, why don't you get paid for this? I stopped and I was like, oh my God, people pay people to do this, right? right. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> I was like, I think I found something that I actually want to do with my life because mm-hmm. I had zero aspirations at the time, but to be fit. And then I was like, I can do something of my own. Entrepreneurship became a thing for me. I Google how do you become a personal trainer? Within 90 days, I made my first Facebook post. Yo, $30 sessions, come work out with me. And then I found myself training 12, 13 people a day. I was making like zero money, but I was having the time of my life because I was like, oh, I feel important. I was like, people are actually that. like need me. And I'm like, this is a very interesting time of my life. And then I decided to click on this ad that said, Hey, if you're a personal trainer, we'll show sure you how to do it online. Make a whole bunch more money. I was like, "All right, cool." Signed up. I went eight thousand dollars into debt to sign up for this for this, uh, you know, mastermind. It's but program, I told yeah. myself, I told myself, I had like two thousand bucks to my name. It was ten thousand dollars. Then I told myself, I was like, "I'm pretty sure what's on the other side of that yes is way better than two thousand dollars to my name right now." Mm-hmm. And so I just said, "I'm about to go for it." I don't know how I'm gonna come up with the money, but I came up with the money. And then I ended up after my first 27 sales calls on my 28th sales call, I got my first yes. Fast forward another like 12 months, I made almost half a million dollars in my online fitness business. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But something interesting was happening. And it was, so I was charging $5,000 for like fitness coaching. Mm -hmm. And I would have somebody pay me $5,000 for 90 days of coaching and they changed their life. I'd have somebody else pay me $5,000, but they throw every excuse in the book at me. And they say, I can't work out because of this. I can't do this because of this. I just can't do it. And so in my mind, instead of getting angry, I got curious. I was like, what goes on in somebody's psyche that causes them to eat the bag of Doritos as opposed to eating the broccoli? Like if I can, my my logic was this. My logic was just, If I can figure out what what goes on in their psyche the moment they make a decision to do something against what they want, go Mm -hmm. self-sabotage themselves, get in in the way of their health, if I can figure out what's going on there in in actual physical brain, I can manipulate it. So I can help them get what they want because to manipulate means to control in a skilled manner. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I can help them get what they want out of themselves. And so everything to me just went straight to this one word, behavior. And I was like, okay, behavior, how can I get people to change your behavior? Because if you want to get in shape, you just got to be a little bit different, right? Yeah, And so I was like, how do we get people to change behavior? So the first thing that came across my mind was cognitive behavior therapy because it had the word behavior in it. Mm-hmm. So I just started Googling <laughs> and YouTubing all about CBT. Man, I love it. Uh, and then I just, you know, I have a lot of respect for therapists. Some of my best friends are therapists and like cognitive behavior therapists at that. But- as an entrepreneur, and you know this, we love efficiency, right? And oh my
1: God, please. That's, that's where efficiency.
0: everything's at. That's what we were talking about today. We talked about we it got, other, yeah, exactly. room,
1: Like, look how quickly these lights
0: turn on. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, so that carried on to how quickly can I get somebody to change their behavior? Because to me, I was so obsessed with how can a person change quickly? And when I looked into the definition of person, it came from the root word persona, the word persona means the false mask. A mask is simply made up of your own beliefs about yourself. Yes. And so I'm sitting here and cognitive behavior therapy had a success rate of about 33% on an average of 22 to 26 sessions. To me, that was very inefficient. And I was like, I'm not going to charge people for a 38% likelihood that they're going to get yeah. what they want. I'm like, I'm just not going to just talk to people about it. like I got to figure something else out. So I came across this ad that said, not ad, but just some article, very biased headline, but good headline because it got me to click. And it said, 100% better than therapy, 100% of the time. I'm like, all right, what's this about? This long article talking about how people are changing their behavior with this, this, this in one single session. And it talked about this interesting thing called hypnosis. Mm. But the person who wrote the article was a hypnotist. So to me, I was like, this is the most biased article I've ever read in my life. (laughs) I was like, and and like growing up, I challenged everything. My parents really hated it because I used to like question about everything in church. I used Mm. to question about everything, like, but like, why do we have to go to school? (laughs) And um, so that always stuck with me. And so I always had this like a very natural thing that I've never like really consciously told myself, but I always lived by if I can't validate it internally, it's not real for me if yeah. I can't actually experience it. Yeah, and so I was like, you know what? Let me get on my phone and look up a hypnotist because mm-hmm. I have a fear of public speaking. I had a, mm. I mean, man, it was to the point where I was sweating at the it's thought. Of pub- yeah. Exactly, and I went through the session. Uh, now I make like fifty percent of my revenue through speaking, <laughs> so clearly I got over my fear of public speaking. Clearly, and so when I, yeah, yeah. When I figured it worked, I was like, oh my god, this is real. People need to know about this, and so I just went full in on studying uh, behavior change, and it all just came down to changing neural pathways, and so that just got me really going extremely deep into hypnosis, very deep into NLP, and uh, throughout that time, just developing my own process that worked time and time again. Because to me, I was like, I want, um, like, I want to be able to print results like the U.S. prints money. And this was like one of the ways to do that. But mm. that is my long answer to your short question as to how <laughs> I got into what I'm doing right now. Man, Adrian, thank you so much, man. That
1: that's really inspiring. I see a lot of I see a lot of patterns there, you know. External feedback. We're always looking for an external feedback. Because in our minds, we are very, very negative being. The lizard brain is always trying to keep you safe, keep yep. you in the comfortable space as AF, right? Mm-hmm. Because your mind wants you to stay safe, your mind wants you, and then over time, like we are taught to avoid confrontation, to avoid failure, to avoid all of these things. So it makes sense that you question all of these things and then because of the external feedback, you're like, I'm sure there's something. and. We live in in a time where you can Google YouTube
0: literally anything, anything right I have no I just I just want to say like I yes. have no license, yeah. I have no certificate and like all my clients know that I'm like, look mm-hmm. I'm not licensed certified but I'm going to get you what you want in a single session or yeah. you just don't pay me period yeah right but I, like you said it's just it's like the uh, the curiosity factor of mm-hmm. like what? Else is there? Like what? Right. How much deeper can this go? Because I feel like, you know, people stop at the the most surface level of just about everything. No, absolutely. And and we are living in such a fast
1: paced environment where people are you know, they're watching seven second videos on TikTok and going to the next one, barely can keep their attention spans smaller than a goldfish. So it's I know it's important to really dig deeper if you really want a transformation
0: happening within yourself absolutely deep work it's all about the deep work and that's why i spend five hours a day phone free every morning that's how i get my that's how i get the most work done (laughs) that is that is beautiful so you also talked
1: about what kept you motivated your own curiosity and how can i solve this problem for myself And Mm -hmm. then you'll see other people telling you, dude, you should be charging for this. This is mind-blowing, right? And then you went from health and fitness space, experiencing all of that, bringing massive value to the people that are hanging out with you, and seeing changes in them. But then what was really interesting, people are spending $5,000 still not doing the workout that they're supposed to be doing Uh. because... Again, what happens is when they're on a call with you, you're positive, positive, positive. As soon as they disconnect, guess what? They're going into regular habits, regular life, looking at all the things that are around them that are reinforcing that past behavior. Mm, yep.
0: Right. And, and, so, can I, and I, think it was, I think what's really important for people to understand here is that why do so many, like, let's just use the example of weight loss. Like I'm not in fitness at all anymore. Or I take care of myself. I just don't mm-hmm. do it for other people in terms of that, in that yeah. way. But when it, I think the, the, the statistics are 97% of people who lose weight gain it back. Uh, the actual numbers are insane. Like when you mm-hmm. actually break down the numbers, but a tremendous amount of people cannot keep weight off. Yeah. But most people. And the reason why is because they try to do the right thing doing the right things is only going to get you so far. Yeah. And when I say do the right things, do is such a, it's only a, it's, it's, so let's like reverse it. Like we, we always talk about reverse engineering in business. So you want going to make hundred mm-hmm. K this month. How much sales you need to make? Okay. How many calls you need to get on? Okay. How yeah. much appointments you need to set? Yeah. So we do that, but what about reverse engineering your behavior? Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're, if you're overweight or if you're, you know, broke or if you just don't have the results you want to have in your life, you're probably focused on changing what you do all the time. You're trying to do something different. But yeah. what you do is coming from a deeper, deeper part of yourself. Every single action you've ever taken is always preceded by a feeling. You cannot act without feeling. Like when people say, I don't yeah. feel anything, that mm-hmm. is still a feeling of numbness. You yes. are feeling something. Life. You don't think yourself through life. You feel yourself through life. Mm-hmm. So you're always feeling something. But it comes down to... Okay, now where does this feeling part of ourself come from? Now, feelings, if we're going to get to like scientific feelings, are these electromagnetic bursts of energy. Mm-hmm. They move through your nervous system. Yeah. And it creates a motion that you feel is energy in motion, which is emotion. That's where your emotions are coming from. I mean, your emotions are this electromagnetic movement of energy. Yes, they are. Now, where is this movement of energy coming from? Well, if you follow every emotion, if you follow every emotion through, you will always find an idea. In other words, there is an idea that is producing this emotion. Now, an idea is nothing more but like like a calorie. It's a mm-hmm. unit of energy. Yes. Ideas are electromagnetic units of energy. And like calories, they build the body of your entire experience. An idea carries this electromagnetic reality. People don't, I mean, like people, they, they think your thoughts are just random. No, they do not. Don't really, no way. Every thought is a tangible happening. And so when you understand a thought is producing an electron. So when you focus on a thought, it charges that thought. And it sends that movement through your system. Does this make sense so far? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, where are these thoughts coming from? Because you think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, but you're only aware of about 12 to 1600 a day. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking that many thoughts a day, just like this two story house that I'm in. This house that I'm standing in is only standing this high because there is a foundation in this house. There's a foundation that's keeping it up. In mm-hmm. fact, the harder the house, the deeper the foundation. In the yes. same exact way, people have such tall, or can we say strong, constant thought patterns. Apparently, there is a foundation mm-hmm. that is supporting this compulsive thinking. What is that foundation? That's what we call your core beliefs that you have about yourself. A belief is nothing more then an idea that you assume to be true. When you assume an idea to be true, it then gets very intense in its charge. It's very intense in its energy. And that's why you start fitting a certain way. So when I'm working with people, like for example, I was working with the client who was having a lot of um, trouble with overeating. She was like, Mm -hmm. I keep on overeating and I I need to stop like uh, overeating. I want to lose like 20 pounds. I'm like, she's like, I can't stop. I've hired all mm-hmm. these coaches. I can't stop. All right, cool. Let's get it. Or so take her through neuro remapping. And this is a way to reverse engineer like what I just did,
1: mm-hmm. your behavior
0: patterns. And so a way that I do this is I get my clients in trance which whenever it comes to giving your audience some tricks, I'll make sure they understand how to manipulate their brain waves in this way. Yeah. But I, I showed her how to get into a nice state of theta brainwave. That's all a trance is. It's just Well, mm-hmm. trance is, we have, we, we're in a trance right now. But I like mm-hmm. to get them in a theta. Yeah. Um, now, when you're in that state of mind, you can communicate with your subconscious very easy. You can say, hey, I'm doing this. Tell me why. And it will give you a picture. And so yes. when her, in her, in her case, She went back to a memory where her three memories came up. One was her in a bedroom, listening to her mom and dad, and her mom just said she was diagnosed with cancer. So she heard it. Mm -hmm. She got really, like, scared. The second memory comes up. She's sitting in a hospital room, and they're talking. And she's just like, I think my mom's, like, going to die. Like, I just, I think she's going to die. Yeah. And then the third scene comes up, which is where her mom actually passed away. Now, what happened was in these scenes, in each of these scenes, she created a belief that good things don't last. Mm. And she created that belief around 11 years old. Good things don't last. Now, what's really interesting here is I asked her, I was like, do you believe, I was like, do you believe being thin is good? She said, yeah, being thin is good. Huh. Huh. Well, good things don't last, so why would so you why would ever you be? That? Why would you ever be thin? Yeah. And so these, <laughs> when I say your beliefs, and I'm talking about beliefs that you literally don't even think don't you remember. have. Don't remember? Yeah, because these kind of beliefs embedded. drive your behavior more than anything else. So if you want to get what you want out of life, start with your beliefs, and you will actually get what you want out of life. This is a mm. scientific approach to creating what you want.
1: Yeah. I I love it, man. Because it's not only a science; it's also in the Bible, right? Ask and you shall receive. All of that. S- yeah. Say it to the world, and you will it will happen because you're you're setting the words in motion, and it's gonna it's gonna bring it back, man. Thank you so much, man. This this has been a very fascinating conversation. Yeah, I love for sure. I just want people to
0: understand, like your your behaviors are they're feedback, right? Like, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's feedback. And when you treat behaviors like root causes and you try to change a behavior, you will only be hammered more with that behavior. Yeah. You have to be willing to focus on the actual, like the root of it. And it's always a belief. A belief has many faces, it but it's always a belief. It is. And, and the
1: roots can are, are similar to seeds. When you plant a seed, and you provided the right to nutrition, it's going to grow in the right way. But if you don't provide any of the nutrition to that seed, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, so or whatever to- seed
0: you plant, if you plant a thorn bush. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to get a thorn bush, baby. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what's the quality of the seeds you're planting? Right. right? Oh my God. And um, a lot of us, we just, yeah, we're blind by our beliefs too, because they they um, paint our external environment so well that we can't yeah. even tell. We can't even distinguish between seemingly outside events and the thoughts, beliefs, and expectations that created them. Absolutely, 100%. Man, thank you so much.
1: So we've talked about your journey. We talked about what kept you motivated helping people and creating changes in them, creating changes in yourself. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and share three hacks to take away. So Adrian's gonna share with us three hacks to take away. I'm Janaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at Humblezone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We're speaking with Adrian Moreno, the co-creator of Nira Remapping Method. He specializes in rapid behavior change. And when he's not busy setting a new standard on how quick transformation can happen, you can find him getting spending time with his reading writing and watching the office we all love the office over here it's the best show ever the best show ever absolutely dude this has been a fun conversation so take away and share three hacks to take away for our superpreneurs here so they can implement it in their lives and their businesses and make that change man
0: yes absolutely so if you want to change your behavior, we already talked about if you want to change your results, you gotta change your beliefs that are creating them. It's always a belief that's creating what you want. If you don't believe me, it's because you don't or you're not aware of your actual beliefs at this point. If you paid attention to your psyche, you will become extremely aware that what you're seeing is only feedback of, it's only an after effect of your internal ideas. So a very quick way to become aware of unconscious beliefs, by the way, guys, no beliefs are unconscious. People say I have unconscious blocks. (laughs) You're conscious of the block. Apparently it's not unconscious. So uh, a very easy way to become aware of unconscious beliefs. And this is so important that we, that I just wanted to hit this point that it's so important that we do this because this is the raw material that you're going to work with when it comes to changing what you need to change. Like with my client, we would not have been able to get her to stop overeating. By the way, she's lost over 30 pounds since our session. We, have not, yes. we would have not been able to get her to stop overeating if we did not uncover the belief that good things don't last hmm. and being in shape is good. Like if we did not uncover that, there would be no hope for her in terms of her getting what she wanted. So what I want you to do is I want you to go ahead and write a piece of, get out three pieces of paper. And you're gonna write on one of them what I see about what I see about my life the next one is what I see about myself and the third paper is what I see about others now notice I said what I see not what I believe what I see you're just gonna start writing what you observe in your experience I see that life is hard I see that there's evil people all around I see that um, there's a lot of bad in the world. I see that I love my wife, whatever, right? Just Mm -hmm. go through, start writing your things, whatever. Not just focus on the negative stuff, all the positive stuff too. And if there's a certain area in your life where you want to improve, like money, relationships, finances, I mean, um, like uh, health, write out what I see about blank. You can do that as well. What you will do then is when you have your full list, exhaust yourself, exhaust the full list out, And then go back and cross the word see out and just put the word believe. And you will clearly see, I believe that the world is evil. I believe that you can't trust people. I believe. Mm. Trust me when I say your logic will be very offended because you're going to be like, I don't believe these things. Yeah. But if they're in your environment, it's because you're perceiving them. If you're perceiving them, it's because you have the idea Mm. that allows you to perceive in that way we all have a filtration system like right now you're not aware of the sensation in your left foot are you Mm -mm. now you are Mm -hmm. right but before that you weren't your mind was putting you in a trance it was blocking out other information that was not relevant to this experience yeah in the same exact way you will only see what your filtration is what your filter system is designed to see and your filter system your your filtration system it's based off of your beliefs. Yeah. So when you go through that, just uh, you'll actually start to see what you believe, then you can go to the next step which I'm about to give you, but let me just say if your logic feels threatened, I'm here to remind you that your logic tells you plenty of things that have not been true. <laughs> like I'm not good enough. So, keep that in mind. Now, another thing, now the next step to removing a belief is getting into a trance, getting into a theta state trance. Now, again, we're always in trances, guys. A trance is nothing more but a state of absorption to the point where you filter out other information, just like you're filtering out the sensations in both your feet, just like you're filtering out those things, right? So the reason why getting into theta is important, again, because con- the doorway in between your conscious and subconscious swings immediately wide open. So what you want to do is, what, uh, this is how you do it. It's very simple. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast, but is this a video podcast? I don't know if I asked you that. It's going to be a combination, but Okay, mostly, great. Well, yeah. All right. Well, if you're watching the visual, great. If you're not watching the visual, just try to picture what I'm seeing. I um, anyway, have a video why guys do this. I'll make sure your audience gets it. But all you're going to do is you're going to put your eyeballs up, their eyeballs up, and then eyelids down while keeping your eyeballs up. And what you'll notice is your eyes start fluttering really rapidly. And it mm-hmm. kind of looks like you're like in a scary movie. And mm-hmm. then you have your eyes just fluttering. You see that? You see that there is what we call. Look at that. You're perfect. Perfect, man. You're about to get in the trance right now. But when you do, but did you feel that fluttering happening? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's rapid eye movement. Mm. What rapid eye movement then does is it starts sending chemicals through your brain that signal, hey, this person's going to sleep. Start to relax the nervous system. Your conscious mind relaxes and gets. Out of the way, you're Mm -hmm. still conscious. Don't get me wrong. By the way, guys, you're conscious all the time. Even when you go to sleep, you're always conscious. But anyways, you're conscious in dreams. So that's a whole nother tangent. But get into that state. So let your eyes flutter. And to really get into it, imagine yourself walking down 10 steps. And just say, step 10, deeper. Step nine, deeper. Step eight, deeper. Do that all the way down to step one. And then to test whether whether or not you're in theta, just tell yourself, My eyes are glued shut, sealed shut, locked tight, and I can't open them. Try to open them. You will find that you can't. When you can't open your eyes, don't panic. Some people, they're actually like, oh, my God. They get a little like, oh, my God, I can't open my eyes. You can open your eyes. All you got to do is give yourself another suggestion. I can open my eyes and then open them. But when you realize your eyes are heavy, that's it. You're there. Then, third step, okay? Then. This is where we actually use our neuroplasticity in our brain. Oh my God, I love that term. Our neurons. So neuroplasticity is based off of two foundational principles, repetition and intense emotion. Hmm. Your brain changes through experience, not through information. Experience is an emotion. Emotions are experiences. So you want to create an experience for yourself. This is how you can do that. Step one is get the intense emotion up. So let's say you wanna work on a belief. Let's say you have a belief that I'm not good enough. By the way, so many people carry that belief. If you if you just adopted the belief, not just in your psyche, but in your nervous system, that you were deserving and worthy of everything you wanted, mm-hmm. you would make more money, your relationships would get better, you would start getting in better shape. Shit would just start working out for you because you believe that you're deserving of good things. Just believe Damn. that alone and your life will change. So let's say you're trying to install that belief, right? This is how you install it. Step one is to trigger positive emotion. The way you do this is by revisiting a moment in your past where you felt accomplished. Like for me, I spoke to a room of 50 people. I had 48 people who stood up after I spoke who who inquired to work with me. For me to get that many people out of the room was like a peak moment in my life. So no. I close my eyes. I revisit that moment. I instantly feel the juiciness of that moment. So I don't care how long ago the moment was. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the first time you tied your shoes, how irrelevant it is to what you're trying to create. All we need is the intensity of that energy. That's all we need. Once that, posit- once that energy is really, really stirred up, then you carry it over into the brand new belief. Yeah, This is how you do it. You can do one or two things. Number one is ask yourself, if I believed I was worthy and deserving of everything I want, or if I believed, whatever your new belief is, if I believed blank, what would that look like? What would I be doing? Mm-hmm. What would I be doing it with? What would I be doing? How would I be standing? What would I be saying? Close your eyes. Now your eyes are already going to be closed. <laughs> 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 throw a mental, throw a movie screen in your mind. And the reason why I have people put screens on their mind is because it's easier to visualize when you have a screen in front of you. It's hard to visualize when you're like trying to create the picture out of nothing. Right. Put the screen up there. It supports the image and throw the picture of what you want up there. Like it's happening. Get all of your senses involved to get really deep into that picture. But you want to do this when you're in theta and when you're actually feeling good, you don't do Mm -hmm. this when you feel like shit, you do this when you feel good, feel good. Yeah. That strong emotion will get that picture and freaking just like nail it into your nervous system, which is going to think it's real. And then boom, it happens. Boom, it happens. You can do that. Or if you don't want to be super visual like that, second thing that works as well is just a suggestion. So I I recommend only one suggestion. People start giving themselves a thousand affirmations. (laughs) One power suggestion. A power suggestion is a suggestion that immediately makes all those negative ones, or all those limit. That's called negative. Call them limiting. All those mm-hmm. limiting beliefs, it makes them obsolete. For me, there is no limit to self. I am unlimited by my nature. Mm-hmm. That suggestion alone is is a power suggestion. I'm worthy and deserving of everything I want. That's a power suggestion. Yeah. These kind of suggestions just get you feeling really good. So what you want to do is when you're feeling really juicy from the from step two, which is re revisiting the positive event and you're feeling really juicy and really intense start repeating the suggestion but to intensify it see each word of this suggestion as you say it because when you're in a trance and you hear it and you say it and you see it see it It's going to get so deep into your psyche, you're going to realize within less than 21 days, I get clients literally get crazy results in 21 days. And this is people who I don't work with because I have like tools that people can use whenever when I'm not working with them one on one still profound results just through this simple process, because this is literally a, a scientific approach to getting your neurons and making them fire differently. When you get them firing differently, they will wire differently. When they're wired differently, you must respond differently. This is how I became a really good speaker. Not by training in speaking, by closing my eyes, seeing myself speaking over and over again. That's why when I spoke at my first event, I had the entire room asking me, where did I speak? Where did I get trained? I was like, I've never done this in my life. But for the last two years in my bed, I've been on a TED stage every night. That's where that came from. Mm. I didn't train to become a speaker. I saw myself as a speaker. So my nervous system and my psyche acted like one. So there you go. There's some actionable steps that, that your team can take away. And um, if they want guided versions of this, I'll make sure they get that as well.
1: I love it, man. Thank you so much. This is mind blowing and absolutely, yeah. It, it, I yeah mean, it's what it is. It's, it's hard what to put it into is, words. It's, it's <laughs> there's no words for it. It's It's real. It's happened. It's repeatable because that's how our minds work, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so powerful.
0: And it's based off of the way our minds work. Notice I'm not Already. saying just visualize. People no. say just visualize. No, like you want to be in a certain state. Mm. You want to have certain chemicals going through your body, yeah. certain emotions going through your body. I don't repeat affirmations just willy-nilly. I right. get, uh, you're, you, it's very important that your biological structure is in a state that is going to allow your cells yeah. to receive the belief because your cells have beliefs too. Your cells exactly. receive your beliefs. If you believe you're bad, your nervous system starts jacking mm-hmm. up. I've had people who, who, who had panic attacks, anxiety mm-hmm. attacks constantly wow. because they had, a, they had a genuine belief that they were bad kids mm-hmm. because they did it's something crazy. at a young age and they got yelled at, oh, I'm bad. Now their nervous system is giving them anxiety because anxiety is bad. You see, and like when you're yeah. able to come to these things, it's like without medicine, without coaching, without constantly trying to revisit it, you can drop things quicker than you pick them up.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sweet, man. Hold on a sec. We got Super Dad, huh? We got Super Dad right here, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. All right, so. Thank you so much, man. This was, this was, this was powerful and I'm going to call them super suggestion. you super suggest yourself to,
0: I love it. I love (laughs) it, man. Put that branding everywhere. I love it.
1: I love it. All right. Let's jump into these last six questions before we end the episode. Absolutely. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? That I wish I got it, that I got into. That you wish you got into. Coding.
0: Is that a, can, can you say it's a hobby?
1: It could be a hobby. I mean, a lot of people start
0: coding as a hobby. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would say, I would say that. I would say that because in my new company, I'm like so far off when it comes to tech. <laughs> so I, I wish I would have gotten into some kind of hobby. Maybe even playing games on the computer. I was never a gamer. You know, mm-hmm. I was always into sports. So maybe that would have been one. That would have been nice.
1: Love it. Love it. Awesome. What did you want to be when you were a
0: child? I wanted to be what my dad did. <laughs> And uh, he wasn't like he was an electrician, but mm. after that, it was an NBA playing nice. I love
1: it. What is your favorite movie or TV show?
0: Oh, dude, The Office. Come the on, Office. man. The you Office. don't even need to ask me that. I don't need all to day. That.
1: all day. I wish they had made a, t- a movie, but I think the TV show is it's just, so far and beyond. Dude, it's, it's amazing. I've
0: listened, I've li- I watched the entire TV show, all 11 seasons. I think it's 11. Or nine, I've watched all of them like at least a hundred times. It's like my happy show. Like I just, I love it. Yeah, I can't get over it. (laughs) (laughs) What
1: movie would you play? What? Sorry. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
0: Huh? If I got to play a character in a movie, I would choose. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I would choose. Have you seen that brand new? No, 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 no. That uh. That movie, uh, Hustler, by Adam Sandler. It's like I brand new. Seen.
1: It's just it just came on Netflix.
0: It's on yeah, my it's, recommended it's, list. It is so yet, good. I, I, I would, yeah. I would actually, yeah, I would be Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, uh, I just I love his role in that movie and the amount of hustle in that dude in that movie is insane. Like I loved like that movie is just such a good. I think every entrepreneur should just watch it because it teaches grit and persistence mm-hmm. on a whole nother level.
1: I think. I love it. Re- movie recommendation: The Hustler on Netflix. Now playing in the yeah, Go get movie. it! Go, get, go go go! go get check it, it out. <laughs> uh, next question: Who is your favorite superhero?
0: Favorite superhero? Man, these, are, these are interesting questions. Favorite superhero? I would say Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah I went crazy is. for Spider-Man after the Oh my kid. god! Yes.
1: Un, unfaceable. That guy is unfaceable. All right, last question. What board game, What if you were a board game, what would it
0: be? If I was a board game, what would it be? It would be the not life, but mm. the reality of life.
1: The reality
0: and, of life. And it would gamify finding the root causes to your biggest problems. I would gamify Dude, that. What if you were to make that a board game? Do you want
1: some royalties for that? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because think about it. Just like there's new books being published every single day, there are new board games being created.
0: That, that is true. That is very true. That's very true. That's interesting. I think, yeah. I think that's a project for you to you know, dive deep in. Who knows? And right now, I'm gamifying emotional
1: intelligence for kids. So who knows? Who knows? It just makes it so much easier. Uh, in fact, uh, the Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad Poor Dad created a game called Cashflow Quadrant which is a huh. board game. It was then also created as a video game. And this board game taught kids how to invest, how to do stocks, genius. options. Genius. So genius. if you're already going in that route of teaching kids, this just brings another level of... Hmm.
0: I'm just looking that up. That way when, when I get re-mapping. off this, I can like just answer it right on my phone.
1: Sweet. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate every single story and nugget that you shared with the audience, with our superpreneurs. Where can my audience find you, man?
0: Absolutely. So the number one way for your audience to find me would be to uh, go ahead and go to this uh, link here, www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. That's going to take it. you to a video where I actually guide you through exactly what I talked about today. Nice. Getting into transits. is actually going to help you reverse engineer one of your biggest problems right now. Whether it's a behavior, whether it's a result that's showing up, this process is designed to do exactly what I do with my clients, help you find what's going on so you can remap it and get it out of the way. I love it, man. Thank you so much again.
1: Adrian, appreciate you. Again, we will keep in touch and we'll let you know when the episode drops. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. You got it.
1: Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.